Hey, Watch What Happens Live listeners. Spring is almost here, and my favorite way to celebrate the nice weather is taking a long walk with a great story from Audible. Audible's app makes it super easy to listen anytime, anywhere. And as an Audible member, you can choose one title to keep every month from their entire catalog. I'm a total mystery hound and have been loving Frieda McFadden's Housemaid series. They're super addictive whodunits with outrageous twist endings. If you love a good mystery too, you might even be able to snag the first one for free. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WWHL or text WWHL to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WWHL or text WWHL to 500-500. Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the Bravo Clubhouse for the podcast edition of Watch What Happens Live with me, Andy Cohen. He's so funny, it's absurd, and her best friend's a bird. It's Watch What Happens Live at Home with Monique Samuels and Bowen Yang now. Welcome to Watch What Happens Live at Home. I'm your host, Andy Cohen, with one guest who's not a lazy mom and another who's trade daddy. From the Real Housewives of Potomac, welcome Monique Samuels. Looking great in front of her fish tank. And from Saturday Night Live, Saturday nights on NBC, it's Bowen Yang. Great to see you, Bowen. Ah, hi, Andy. Hi, Monique. <laughs> Bowen, I'm so excited you're here. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm excited to hear what a Housewives fan you are, by the way. Oh, absolutely. And I am um, just really, really microscopically following Potomac. Um, and it's it's beautiful. It's really nice. OK, well, uh, on to Potomac. Monique, before we go any further, I have burning questions about recent events uh, on Potomac. I'm wondering, um, you said you had trouble remembering the details of the fight, um, even though you did seem to be able to discuss them with the producer in the car. But what was your reaction when you saw the footage? Did it change your perspective about what went down? Well, I did say initially. So as soon as I went into that back room with the producer, you saw me from the previous episode questioning, saying, wait, did she hit me with a face? Did she hit me in my face with a glass? Did, did she splash wine in my face? I was still trying to put it all together. And as the moments passed, I started remembering more and more. And as days passed, it got cloudy again, and then I remembered more. It was just really crazy. The shock of it all, the adrenaline rush. I was very confused. So it was just crazy. You, you also maintain that, that you got physical in self-defense after Candace threw a glass at you, but both the footage and the other women confirm that that's not what happened. Do you still see the broken glass in the footage? The glass that I was hit with was not broken. It was an intact glass. You see the wine splashing. At the same time that that wine splashed, that was the glass hitting my face. I have a whole gash inside of my mouth to prove it. 
So it happened so quickly. The women couldn't see it on the other side because Wendy's shirt was like covering as it was happening. And although some people don't see it in the footage, I have the raw footage. I can see it. I've slowed it down. I've rewinded it. You can see Candace's uh, Chia Pet shirt that she had on going right through Wendy's sweater. And it all happened simultaneously. So you can't deny the injury that I sustained. And it was from blunt force. Do you feel, what do you think, you know, Candace told her therapist that she doesn't feel any fault for the altercation. I know viewers seem to really be split on this one. What's your response? Well, I will say that her fault was running her mouth too much as she always does. Something has to be say, said to the person who is the antagonizer. You know, messing with someone and speaking is sometimes just as bad as getting actually physical. What I did that I wish I had not done was to give in to her antagonizing and actually touch her hair. At the moment when I gave her a warning and I said, you need to back up, which is really when the momentum changed for me, she proceeded to get back in my face and then said, what you gonna do? You gonna drag me? So you're like egging me on at this point. I, you not only didn't touch her hair, I mean, you wouldn't let go of it. And then after it was over, you went back around uh, to find her in her car. If you look at the footage, you'll see that she was still throwing glasses. She had a broken glass in her hand. There was glass flying everywhere. So when people are yelling for me to let go of her, I'm not going to let go so I can get hit again. So I had to do what I had to do to subdue the threat at that moment. But, but what about running back to the car? Oh, when I went back around, it's because I kept hearing her still talk, still running her mouth. She was yelling, you're fired, you're fired. So I was like, okay, since I'm fired, let me go ahead and finish her off. And she still has so much to say. So I was very much heated in that moment. And I just kept going. It didn't seem on tonight's episode. I know that the women felt like you were you didn't show any remorse for what you did and that your actions enforce a bad stereotype. Um, what's your reaction to that? I mean, you didn't seem that remorseful. At that moment, I wasn't remorseful. At that moment, I was still trying to figure out everything. My adrenaline was still pumping. What people need to understand is after the fight ended, I went home and I went back to mommy mode. I have three kids I have to take care of. I have a whole husband here. Um, I have businesses that I was still running, a live podcast I was planning. I didn't have the luxury of going home sipping tea with my husband with no other responsibilities. So my mind hadn't calmed down to the point where I actually could take it all in. When I met with the ladies, I still had not taken it in. I wanted to meet with them to simply apologize to them for putting them in harm's way. Did the remorse come later? Absolutely. But at that moment, I was being 100% real with them. And I did not feel it at that moment. Did you, was there any part of you that felt like you should reach out to Candace after the incident and apologize? Yes. And the same day that I finally started feeling the remorse, I sent a text message to one of the producers asking if we could arrange a sit down with us and our husbands. And minutes later, I got the email from her attorney. So I had to lawyer up because she lawyered up. And at that moment, she turned it legal. So I could not speak to her directly at that point anymore. You, you don't want to be defined by one mistake, but Giselle feels like um, this demonstrates a pattern of behavior and that this is who you are. What's your response to that as well as Giselle's overall demeanor during that sit down? 
Well, I've never been in a physical altercation as the time that I've been on this show. I've never actually gone that far with anyone. And at the end of the day, to make it a stereotype about black women, I just believe it's a bunch of BS. Like, we're not the only ethnicity that has human moments, that has moments where we may get physical. I think they do that all across the board, and we've seen it on Housewives shows. As far as Giselle, she constantly brings people down with her mouth and the way she is. She's supposed to be a first lady, but she acts like a last lady. So when it comes to everything that she represents, I can't really say too many kind things about her either. All right. Uh, I have a lot more questions uh, for you coming up. I want to, Bo, and I want to get to you. We've been wanting you on the show for so long. I'm so excited that you're here. And at SNL, you transition between characters with a super fast, quick change. And since it's your first time on this show, I want to get to know your character with a speed round of questions faster than a flying wig. It's time for a clubhouse quickie. Okay, Bo, and who's your all-time favorite SNL performer? Oh, wow. This is so hard. Um, Eddie Murphy, Kristen Wiig, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. There's so many. Maya Rudolph, Rachel Drouch, Anna Gaster. I mean, there, there's so many people. I can't That's remember. seven. That's good. Who yeah. was your first ever celebrity crush? Oh, I was really basic in the 90s, and um, it was Leo. I mean, it was it was like every cis gay boy and, and girl, um, straight girl, who who just loved that, loved that Leo. And that chain in Romeo and Juliet, like that... That sort of did me in. Which Real Housewife do you consider to be the greatest of all time? Oh, I'm gonna say of all time, a Bethany. You can't go wrong with a Bethany. I'm gonna say Bethany, even though. Okay. Even though, even though I think, even though I think Roni is like sort of is sort of doing well without her. I think Bethany is like one of the greats. Yeah. What's your go-to karaoke song? Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. It's not what you'd expect. It's hair rock. And it's not like a pop dude. It's like, it's, like it's like a hair rock song. I love it. Okay, what's been your favorite Halloween costume? Uh, one year I dressed up as Mugatu, Will Ferrell's character from Zoolander. And then... Um, and it was, it was, I, I managed to like make the wig out of two and I was really impressed with myself. I'm impressed. Thank you, Bo and Yang, for that clubhouse quickie. Um, Monique, Charlie Baltimore wants to know, why don't you think that flipping Candace's hair was what started the altercation? I believe my warning is what started it. When I said, you need to back up. But when it got physical, I will own what I did. And touching her hair was a no-no. I should have not have done that. And I've owned that, and I've said that over and over. And Monique, how is T'Challa handling stardom? Because, I mean, he's like, everyone is talking about T'Challa. Yes, he is loving it. He loves the attention, seriously. He even likes to bomb my interviews all the time. So I don't know why today he's like, he just wants to be on his perch. But I'm trying to, like, bribe him with his little treat. And he's like, say hi. Wow, thanks, <laughs> oh Love it. Um, is T'Challa trolling Karen Huger on Instagram? Yes, he is. What's funny is I was on the phone with Karen the day that I uh, messaged her from Instagram. 
So we're just talking and I was like, girl, check your messages on Instagram. I think somebody needs to talk to you. And she's like, what? So she hangs up, checks and, and actually responds to him, which is me. <laughs> so it was just really funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Well, Bowen, on your podcast, Las Culturistas, your guests are given a minute to rant against something in culture, starting with the phrase, I don't think so, honey. So I want your hot takes, but am I giving you a whole minute? I don't think so, honey. You only have 10 seconds to go off on a round of Bravo Topics with Bravo by Bowen. Let's start with uh, Potomac and Giselle trying to make it work with Jamal. Go. Uh, okay, I think it's fine as long as um, Angel, Grace, and Adore are okay with it. Those three girls are restaurant chizzes. They're all, they were all born three days apart somehow, but they should have a say in this, and it feels like they're uncomfortable. All born three days apart. Okay, Michael's yeah. claims that he did not have sexual relations with that woman. Go. Michael Darby, there is no way, conceivable way, that you would be caught in a hotel room in your boxer briefs, in your ill-fitted boxer briefs, and not be sleeping with someone. That's a lot. Ill-fitting. Uh, Ray oh. revealing to Karen that he's not necessarily in love with her anymore. Go. Okay, Ray's not giving Karen any foothold on the marriage. I mean, he's saying that he doesn't love her. He's saying that he doesn't want to go to therapy. He's saying he, he's going to sleep during Karen's party. There's, there's just, Ray needs to give something, you know? Okay, T'Challa scaring the crap out of the women, go. Um, I'm not a, I'm not one for birds. There are many dinosaurs technically, but I feel like I love T'Challa because I love it when you cut away to an animal and their subtitles as if the animal's thinking those thoughts. I love T'Challa. Okay, last up, Potomac, the addition of Wendy this season. Uh, we stand Wendy. Uh, God, I mean, I love that there's a housewife who has immigrant parents who are overbearing. I relate to that very deeply. I just love that she's so well-spoken and so great and so fun and so messy. Thank you very much, Bowen Yang. Monique, Elizabeth Kay said, uh, looking back, can you admit and appreciate that Candace was trying to protect Ashley by talking to her separately instead of in front of the entire group? Was your s'mores moment really ruined? Why were you so upset? <laughs> I can definitely admit that her, the way she pulled her to the side and the discussion that they had now seeing it on the show, because I wasn't there and privy to that part. Um, yeah, she definitely did it in the right way, for sure. So I overreacted. I'm a human. I had a whole moment. But I did have something special planned that night that I wanted us women to do as a group before the men got there. And it was ruined. But hey, we live and we learn. Were you, by the way, were you pretending to sleep when she left or were you actually sleeping? I was knocked out. I'm not even going to sit here and lie. Y'all know I will own anything that I need to own. I was knocked out. And not only did I not say bye to her, I didn't say bye to Robin either. And Robin actually said that, but we all didn't see that part. <laughs> I just want to say that as if I were to host my friends at a lake house for a weekend, I would be bone tired like 48 hours later i i believe monique i would have fallen asleep too what yeah i was actually embarrassed when i woke up i was like oh my god like cameras are, they're just like standing there looking at me i was like oh my goodness i really like dozed off it was crazy i got it abby t emailed monique do you think ashley was being honest about her and michael's agreement to have other people in the bedroom if they were both there or do you think that it was an excuse for his behavior I think that it was a little bit of both. 
I think that she was telling the truth, but I think she was also trying to soften the blow so that she wouldn't feel as hurt by his actions. So, um, but I don't think she would lie about the fact that they have had threesomes in the past. Um, Bowen, uh, I, it's Link Lauren said, if you had any luck on Tinder, I swiped right just for the record. Listen, I do a lot of, um, there's a lot of like people who try to like make sure I'm not catfishing them. And it, it just takes up so much time and emotional labor that I'm just like, I, I, I feel like I'm not in the position to initiate conversations. It, the ball's in the other person's court. That's where I'm at. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm on Tinder too. It's a very, it's kind of a time suck. It doesn't really work, but you're always hoping to meet that architect from like I don't, I don't know I don't know if he's there oh see isn't that what right. we all want yeah yes um Monique Sharon T wants to know if you've stopped seeing that trainer that's been embroiled in all these rumors oh my goodness first of all I'm not seeing the trainer haven't seen him since I stopped training two years ago and honestly I had no problem with the rumor that that uh, Giselle put out there that wasn't the actual rumor these women were actually plotting saying that my child was not my husband's and that I was pregnant by a trainer. That's the whole rumor. And that's what people will see at reunion when I put the whole story out there because people are confused. Why is Candace so, why is Monique so mad at Candace for bringing Sharice around? There's a reason for that. But we just don't see it on the show, but you will see it on the reunion. Wow. I'm going to come with the whole team. All right. Okay. Well, Bowen, you were fittingly named most likely to be a cast member on Saturday Night Live in high school. I love that. So I want to get your superlatives for a group of people who are sometimes, according to former New York housewife Alex McCord, in high school while she's in Brooklyn. <laughs> I'm going to read off housewives. Give us their housewives superlatives. Giselle Bryant. Okay, Giselle Bryant, most likely most likely to um clash with jewel tones. Uh, I think she, she, she's got to pick Ashley one. Ashley Darby. Okay, um, Ashley Darby, most likely to um, know what a post-nup is? I, I didn't know those existed, but I'm not married, so. Leah McSweeney. Leah McSweeney, most likely to um, get sexy at a Russian bathhouse. That's very gay male energy, and I, I love that for her. Monique Samuels. Monique Samuels, most likely to take s'mores very seriously, and I relate to that as well because it's a, it's a lot of setup. There's just a lot of business that goes around making s'mores happen. There's specialty ingredients you have to buy. When else are you going to buy graham crackers and like Hershey's? Like you, you need to you need to gather around the fire when someone's calling s'mores. So I so said Monique. That that point taken. Uh, that's a good superlative. Bowen, Melody J wants to know, which SNL host or musical guest have you been the most starstruck by so far? Uh, Harry Styles had a very magical effect on everybody. It's still him. I mean, he's he's just one of those people who walks in and everyone, like down to like the crew guys on the floor are like, what's his deal? So yeah, he he, he was special. Your Sarah Lee sketch with him was very, very funny. Oh, thanks. That's a fun one. That's me and um, Julio Torres. We co-wrote that. And then it's, it's I can't believe it made it. I like that night that it aired. I was like, before we were rolling on camera, I was like, I can't believe this is going to be on TV. And I can't believe it still is. I don't know. Monique, Ella M texted and wants to know what receipts you have on Giselle and Jamal. You tweeted that she should asking if you should post receipts on them. And Andy, do you want to show the receipts that I text you? <laughs> I have a lot more where that came from. There, uh, yeah, I have 
a whole mistress that her ex-husband has had for the past eight years. And I knew this last season while filming and I'd never brought it up because I'm a decent purpose, a decent person, but forget that. I'll show them to you at the reunion. I promise. And I already did you already text them to me? You did you already text them to me? And I forgot. Yes, I did. You did check your phone. I got to check your phone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll send it again. Uh, It is time for this day in Bravo history. On this day in 2011, Bravo aired the premiere episode of Mad Fashion, which followed the late, great, and incredibly talented Chris March, creating his signature unique designs for high-profile clients. We love Chris March. You're kind of a badass. Is this what you're telling me? (laughs) She's the kind of girl who'll seduce you and then kill you right afterwards. How much are these shoes? (laughs) They're not worth anything now. (laughs) I don't know. She might think it's too crazy. She does, she's wrong. Can you show me all the studs that you have? It's kind of like bondage Christmas. We get Ruthie into the hoop skirt, and all of a sudden, she just sees the whole thing come together. There we go, now we're cooking with gas. We miss you, Chris March. I want to thank Monique and Bowen for being here. We'll see you later. Hey, Watch What Happens Live listeners. This year, I really wanted to make an effort to prioritize eating more nutritious food, but it can be hard to find the time to cook at home. That's why I'm so glad I found Factor. Each week, Factor gives you over 35 different meal options to pick from, including vegetarian, keto, protein plus, and calorie smart, and over 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling amazing all day long. Factor's delicious two-minute meals make it a total breeze to eat better even when you don't have time to prep, cook, and clean up. And with great add-ons like desserts and smoothies, it's a lot easier to make more nutritious choices at snack time. I love anything chocolatey and can't get enough of their chocolate banana shake. It's full of protein and super yummy. If you'd like to give Factor a try, just head over to factormeals.com slash WWHL50 and use code WWHL50 to get 50% off. That's code WWHL50 at factormeals.com slash WWHL50 to get 50% off. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. All right, it is the after show with Monique Samuels and Bowen Yang. Bowen's uh, stars on SNL Saturday nights on NBC. Our virtual audience has questions. Let's field a couple now. Nelson, you're up. Hey, Monique, you look amazing. Hey. Um, Thank you. When was the last time that you saw Sharice in person? And what and where are you with her now in terms of your relationship mm-hmm. with her? 
The last time I saw I saw Sharice in person, I believe, was at Nene Leakes, uh, her opening at the MGM at the National Harbor. And when I see her, I just pay her dust. I will pose for a picture, but I'm not having any conversation. I'm barely looking at her. I will walk past her when we're done. Like, I have nothing to say to her. All right. Uh, Alyssa has a question for Bowen. Hi, Bowen. My question is, do you ever talk Bravo with 80? Oh, yeah. I talk Bravo with 80 all the time. Although 80 is more literate, I would say. But, um, oh, yeah, we're constantly talking about Bravo stuff. Um, I think she's, like, pretty closely following Potomac along with the rest of us. So, yeah, it's fun. She's the best. Bowen, um, Teller O wants to know what your auditions were like for SNL. Ooh, um, I just threw everything against the wall. Um, I, cause, cause I just kept going back in, but, um, I was like, I don't think it might, I don't think it's going to happen. So I'm just going to have fun with it. So I did like, uh, Michiko Kakutani and I did, um, like David Chang. I did all these impressions that like I had no business doing, but I still had fun doing them. Um, and then just, I did the soul cycle character. I did, um, the guy from the choking poster. I've done, I've done like a lot of stuff that I've somehow made it, that I've somehow brought onto the show. So I, I got pretty lucky that I just pulled from my auditions since. Um, what is it like for, I mean, you're breaking ground on SNL after all these years, uh, openly gay, Asian. Are, are you the first Asian cast member of SNL? No, I think, um, I think that goes to Rob Schneider. Um, and then you had Fred Armisen and then Nazim Pedrad. Um, but I think yeah. I think if it if it matters, like first fully East Asian. Um, but uh, and then third openly gay man, just for for anyone who's like keeping keeping, keeping score. score. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 really it's really it's really special. It's really nice. I, I feel very um very honored. Yeah. Um, Monique, last question. Drew A texted, do you think T'Challa went for Wendy at the lake house because she was the most nervous and he could smell fear? <laughs> T'Challa was not trying to attack Wendy. He was trying to just land on her. She looked very comforting to him. I left the room at that moment. T'Challa was a baby, so he was looking for me. He probably was nervous and he probably thought that she was the most comfortable to land on. But it does look scary when he's flying at you. <laughs> Okay, before I wrap it up, Bowen, anything else you need to get off your chest about Potomac or, or anything in the Bravo universe? I just want to say that Potomac is my favorite franchise because I love all seven of these women so, so much, and I want the best for them. Um, and I just I just want um, people to sort of apply some radical empathy or restorative whatever, justice, anything. I mean, I just want to make sure everyone's taken care of. So um, I love you, Monique. I love everybody. It's my favorite show. It's my favorite city. All right. We're going to leave it there. I want to thank Monique and Bowen for more. Click around BravoTV.com. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, new episodes go live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your night. Alex Ryder is back. Hello, Alex. We have a lot of work to do. 
to face his greatest challenge yet. We have an active threat. They can wipe out an entire city. People are gonna die. Now he's running out of time. We have three days to find and destroy. He doesn't know who he can trust. You're not your enemies. You never have been. Everything I've been told has been lies. And our future is in his hands. The truth can be complicated. On April 5th... This weapon is capable of inflicting 100,000 deaths in a heartbeat. The danger is everywhere. Scorpio are no longer hiding in the shadows. The battle threatens everyone. It's personal. It's revenge. It's kill or be killed. That's when you find out what you're really capable of. And his choice could change everything. I'm sick of being manipulated to do what everyone else wants. Tell him the truth, all of it. The world isn't black and white. All we really have are the people we trust. Alex Ryder, season three, streaming free April 5th. Stream seasons one and two free now. Hey, it's Guy Raz here, the host of How I Built This, a podcast that gives you a front row seat to how some of the biggest products were built and the innovators, entrepreneurs, and idealists behind them. Every week, I speak to someone new, stories like Justin Wolverton's, a lawyer who just wanted a healthy alternative to ice cream, so he created Halo Top in his Cuisinart. Or Todd Graves, who grew his fried chicken restaurant Raising Cane's into one of the most successful fast food chains in the U.S. All of these great conversations can help you learn how to think big, take risks, and navigate crises in life and work from people who've done all of that and more. Follow How I Built This on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to How I Built This early and ad-free right now on Wondery Plus.